0: welcome back to married with children the podcast and uh Another exciting night tonight. We were just joking, Callie, before we came live on air that um, it kind of feels like we've become the uh, the musician's show, uh, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was telling Justin before we started that the cool thing for me in the podcasting deal is that I get to talk to people that can do things I can't. Um, and the best thing that I play is my iPhone. Um, so <laughs> You have a guitar. Is, I do. Um, don't currently know where it's at it's Um, upstairs somewhere it's uh it's kind of my you know my good buddy brandon allman always says he wants to buy it off of me so it's kind of like my my retirement i guess not that it's worth enough for me to retire on but i'm just holding out because at some point i'm gonna i'm gonna learn how to play it so all right before we uh we introduce justin here and we get in let's uh thank our sponsors looking for a new tattoo looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art there's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty for Matches Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty for Matches is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family-friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on facebook at tommy taylor indiana farm bureau insurance don't be another horror story stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number trust tommy taylor today miller's termite and pest control is the only place you need to look for pest control don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies reach out to someone who cares about you they can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore N underscore Peace at Yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. And I just do want to say here personally, you know, thank you to all of those sponsors. Um I can say personally that I know that a lot of celebrities say this so I'm not trying to put myself in celebrity status but <laughs> all three of those sponsors truly are people that we use their services. Right. I mean Miller's takes care of our house um since we have had them uh, spray we have seen no bugs. Yeah. Um it's about time for him to come back out again. Um mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Taylor is our family's insurance agent and covers all of our insurance needs and Kyle McIntosh at Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor is my personal tattoo artist so all three of those are people that we have services from uh the tattoo studio is probably one that you wish I used a little less than what I do yeah, but you
1: use it um more than me
0: yes much <laughs> much more uh so so I do want to bring in our guest tonight and it is uh Justin Underwood from Justin Underwood and the Sodbusters and uh Justin man welcome to the show we're excited to have you yeah thanks for having me if you want to pull that mic up just a little bit closer to you there there you go that's better and uh so justin i i kind of always start with this with musicians um because again like i said it's it's something i don't have much ability to do but where did you get this love for music and where where did it come from
2: um i mean it started as early as my mom's got an old home video of me about two years old and i was uh Jumping around crazy, running around the house, dancing to Billy Ray Cyrus's Achy Breaky Heart. (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, from then on, I was always really intrigued by it. I'd sit in my room by myself and listen to, you know, we had this old CD, and it was like, you ever see those Drew's Ultimate hits like at Walmart or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was one of those, but it was like frat rock of the 80s or something. (laughs) And it had Free Bird on it, and it had uh, some Peter Frampton. And I was always really intrigued with, mostly the guitar and then you know ironically later i was a drummer first but then thought i'd pick up the guitar so
0: cool so so you started out on the drums yeah and what i guess what led you to the drums
2: well we'd uh at that time i I was really interested in football in school and so we'd go to the high school football games and uh what was his name he was named sean he played the quads i can't remember his name in the drum line of the band Okay. And uh, I was always really fascinated watching him play and the whole everything being in sync. And I thought when I got to sixth grade, I didn't want to be in band because there's always that band nerd (laughs) label. And so I didn't do it the first trimester. And then when the second one came, I said, okay, I want to do band, but I want to play drums. And my mom's first cousin is the band director. And so he let me choose what I wanted to do. And so I got in it there. Uh, I think mom bought me a drum set around that time and I would annoy her at night <laughs> playing that in my room and I played that all the way through high school till I got uh, my senior year they had that Mr. BCHS contest mm-hmm. and I thought well I can't drum and win that so because I, they already know you can yeah everybody's already seen me do that yeah I was like well I need to pick up the guitar and see if I can try to sing a little bit so i didn't that's kind of cool yeah
1: interesting and,
0: and i'll be honest that's <clears throat> i love that you tell the story about the drum line because <clears throat> before coming to jennings county i was in evansville and you know and, and it, not to like go back to the movie drum line but <clears throat> like drum lines in the city are a huge deal Oh yeah, and they actually the drumline led our football team out onto the field and the the tricks they could do and the beats mm-hmm. they could play that was like the coolest thing like i would always laugh i would catch myself paying attention here i'm a coach i'm getting ready to coach this game but i'm really paying attention to the drum line because they're they're getting it man and that was always so cool
2: the work they put into it is really awesome oh this product is unbelievable yeah
0: and and i was never a guy that was in band um we had to hire a new band director this year at the high school i'm at so i actually went to band camp with them and to kind of evaluate some of the the candidates and went through some of the stuff and i was i was blown away i mean like Mm -hmm. i Even growing up, and that's why I told some of the kids I said, I've not watched a whole lot of band performances because I was either playing and in the locker room at halftime. Right. Or even in my adult life, I've been coaching and I was in the locker room at halftime. So I said, these were some of the first times I really got to, you know, learn what the band could do. And, uh, you know, there is that stigma there, but I'm going to tell you what, there's some talented, talented cats that are in high school marching bands. So. So you make this move to guitar for Mr. BCHS. Have you, had you been playing guitar prior to that?
2: I had got one given to me as a gift, and I learned like three chords on it, but I didn't really dive into it a whole lot. But then when I decided I wanted to do the contest, I was like, okay, I need to learn a song. So I really was fascinated with Keith Whitley's version of When You Say Nothing At All. You know, in the you know, being a '90s kid, you always heard the Allison Krauss version. Mm-hmm. But when I heard a man do it, I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I can do that song now." So, I learned that and did it, and I don't know. There's probably 400 people in that auditorium, yeah. And it was just me and the guitar and first real time playing in front of people, and I shook like a leaf and uh- <laughs> thought I did horrible. I ended up winning it, but. I don't know how, because, I mean, I sounded like I was probably having a heart attack yeah. up on the stage.
0: But. That's amazing, you know, how different um, different versions of songs can sound. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were talking about uh, Joe Cocker's version of Need a Little Help for My Friends. And talking about, here's a guy that took a Beatles song and redid it, and... His version, his cover version, is probably better than the original Beatles version, yep. and it's amazing. You know, when you start digging into some of these songs, I mean, we were talking the other day. You go back to, um, you know, Tennessee whiskey. I mean, that that song. There's so many people now that have no idea that that's not one of his originals,
2: and that it doesn't even resemble what the it original used to. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's totally changed. So that's a that's a really really cool deal. So so then you win mr bchs is that kind of when you decided okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make the full jump to guitar
2: yep and i mean from then on i still played drums in the praise team at church Mm -hmm. because i was the only one that knew how (laughs) and occasionally when the uh worship leader was gone i'd fill in and play guitar and then i would bring in somebody i knew to play Uh drums for me so i got to fill in some playing guitar there but then once i started after mr bchs i My mom can tell you, I sat for three and four hours a night playing along with all kinds of my favorite tunes on a computer. She bought this brand new Dell computer, and I pretty much hijacked it, and (laughs) every CD I had, I ripped to that Windows Media Player, and I would just play for hours, and it kind of took off from there. Then I got an electric one and thought, once I learned these acoustic parts, I want to try to learn some of these lead parts. So then I did it even more. I mean, it was like every night. that
0: that's so and that's you know a lot of the things that we've talked to people about and you know kids today I I I think sometimes miss the boat because you know anything you're really good at takes so much time and effort to be really good at and I think kids today sometimes if they're not really good at it the third time they do it and 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 I'm guilty too that's part of the reason with guitar I have never had the time to invest to sit down and just Mm -hmm. learn to play and yeah I'm I, I'm not. I've not done that. So the, to hear that, the amount of time it took you to continually learn that is pretty amazing.
2: It does. It, it, I mean, it takes. You have to have a desire to do it, and you it has yeah. to be fun mm-hmm. while you're doing. it. If you're not having fun, you're not doing yourself any favors. So you know, me just I just thought it was the neatest thing that I could play something somebody else did, and I thought, okay, I'm really doing something now. So,
1: so was that and that was that the first time that you had sang in front of someone too
2: one time when i was in probably i'm gonna say fifth grade maybe my mom made me sing at church and <laughs> I, I, mean, that's that, I didn't know if
1: you had sang at church before that or anything
2: pre-puberty boy voice oh yeah, yeah the cracking yeah. and oh man it was awful <laughs> it was something i think it was something on mother's day and i got nominated to sing
1: <laughs> it's one of those it's mother's church. day so it's like if your mom wants you to do it it's like oh my god
2: yeah i was like well i gotta do it but man that was miserable
0: So, I mean, it sounds like I mean, is your mother musical as well? But she's—it sounds like she has honestly pushed you, or I don't know if I want to say push, but encouraged you in this a lot. Yeah,
2: she's been my number one fan forever.
0: I mean, she bought you a drum set. uh, I mean, I'm I'm fighting against a drum set ever coming on the property right now. So,
2: she doesn't play anything. She can sing better than she lets on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, my dad. He was, which I never really met him until I was probably 16 or so, but he is very musical. Really? So he, he plays guitar and sings pretty much just like I do. And so I inherited that, honest. <laughs> and it's been fun. It, it makes you cool at all the bonfires and parties you go to. Oh, yeah, you know? I'm oh, sure. 100%. <laughs> which I mean, I,
1: it might kind of, I mean, like be cool in one part, but then sometimes you may want to, like, just want to chill, and everybody's like, "Come on, see," you know. I mean, but it's well, cool. Yeah. It's cool to have that friend that it's like I don't have to do it, but I can hear somebody else. It do turned it, you know? into
2: like I used to play out at Slab Road a lot before, mm-hmm. kind of before Forrest even got serious with uh, playing a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he used to just sit around a little bit and pick, but I you know, I had already taken the jump to yeah, I really want to right do this. And out there, I got to a point thinking I think these on, these guys only love me for my yeah. guitar. <laughs> That's the only
0: reason. <laughs> I was well I laugh when I was in high school I had a good buddy, and he's gotten way way better he's much much more talented now but in high school I mean he was learning and he really only had like three songs down but I think every bonfire we listen to those three songs like a hundred times a night It'd be like, it'd be like hey play that again play that again and it's like we listened to the same three songs, but it was just so cool to sit and listen to him, and everybody would sing along, but it was kind of the same deal. I always yeah. I always felt for him. is like as soon as he'd pull up to something
2: and be like, hey, dude, you got your guitar? Yeah. Get it out. Yeah, and that's what they say when you're ready to start. And the <laughs> longest I ever played out there, they made me do it for eight hours one time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we, we went to like four in the morning, and I couldn't talk the next day. I couldn't oh, yeah. touch nothing with my left hand. But it was fun while yeah. we were doing it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, and then, um, obviously, you played in in the high school band. Did you also, yeah. did, were you in some, like, garage bands or your own band any in, during high school? No. The only, uh, the first band I ever joined was about
2: three years ago.
0: Really? So, kind of, where did you go from Mr. BCHS and finish that up your senior year and, and then join in a band three years ago? Where, where's the, the process there?
2: I stayed, I, I stayed mostly. I played in church a lot. So, I guess if you counted that as yeah. a band. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I always did an acoustic country thing, either with Buddies, and then, you know, there, I don't know, it's probably been five years ago now, but Mason Fleetwood at Blondie's would have me in some. Uh Uh-huh. And John at Blake's Place would have me come play some. And after that, they shut it down because they got in trouble for having live music. And apparently there's, I don't know if it's, I'm probably going to be incorrect saying this, if it's ASCAP or what, but somebody with copyright laws or something oh. shut them down because i guess you have to pay this association a fee every year to
1: have like to a have band live
2: music because oh. they're making money on it you're making money on them hmm. being there and bringing a crowd so everybody that's big time has to get a cut out of that i guess wow and so after we be- that
0: we better be careful with all the guys we've got coming <laughs> on and
1: yeah, because we're not paying anybody.
0: <laughs> well, it, but I will say this was crazy last week, and I was telling the guys that were on with Sounds of Summer, but they sang "Surfer Girl" here a yeah. cappella, or not a cappella, but all together. Um, when I posted that to YouTube, YouTube hit it that it was the Beach Boys, and yep. I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I mean, this was a <laughs> a, a live performance here, but it YouTube yeah. picked up on it right away. They it was take like it serious, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that I mean, and that's. <laughs> I hate that. I know it's not the, the artists that, that push that yeah. because it's not the artist that's getting that cut. It's some executive yeah. somewhere. Yep. Right. Um, but, you know, that's what that's what kills that, you know, those up-and-coming guys. I mean, you look at all of those that you talk about, some of the great cover songs. They were done when they were coming up and making yeah. something their own and learning that process. So I, I hate to
2: hear that. So, yeah, so It was y- unfortunate, but, you know, one thing leads to another. And eventually, you know, I did get a shot at being in a band with you? Did you ever? Did you ever see Lawless play back in the day? Oh, I think so.
1: I, 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 I mean, I know that you were a part of that. Those I remember guys, seeing it on well, Facebook. I was a
2: part of the after Lawless. We, stu- we had a Christian rock band. Okay. And I played with those guys from Lawless. We had a Christian group that we we actually played around. At, you know, different churches and stuff. I mean, I think the farthest we probably went was somewhere maybe in Brown County. Okay. North Vernon. We played over North Vernon some. Um, but we wrote our own songs there, and we we did have a CD. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, bands bands come and go, <laughs> members come and go. I ended up breaking up, and then as soon as that was over, I was like, you know, I still want to do something. And I've yeah. always had this desire to do a country band. So I thought, what a great opportunity. This is the right time to try it. So here I am, and it's been going good so far. I haven't heard any bad things yet. <laughs> so...
0: Do you guys write your own music in, Justin Underwood and the sidebusters? Have you have you put together some songs?
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've been the only one writing so far. My I've talked to my acoustic player, who's one of my best friends, about trying to collaborate a little bit. We just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And so far, I think I've got three, I think, no, two that I've been consistently playing, two more that I'm about to start incorporating into the show.
0: How do you make that decision when you think it's ready to to put in a show?
2: Well, the one, which one I'll play for you, or probably both, the two that I'm consistently doing, those just kind of came. I just had a thought and sat down, wrote them, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, had the words. And usually when I can do, when I get the words in my head, I've got the music in my head as well. I can usually remember, that's one of my weaknesses is I can't remember words all the time, but I can remember a note. And I can always hear something melody wise, maybe not the right words. Usually, I get pretty frustrated coming up with words for songs. And if I try to force it, forcing words does not work for me.
0: Well, and I think that's, I think Forrest even talked a little bit about that when he was on, talking about with, you know, working with other guys is, you know, you can write a line and it sounds, it just doesn't fit. You know, it doesn't fit. And somebody else looks at it, and within fifteen yeah. seconds, they're like, "We'll just say it like this," and it's saying the same thing, but it just flows. And that—that's what it, it amazes me. You guys' ability to do that. When I've listened to interviews with other musicians, you know what you just said is what I hear all the time. I've constantly got this this melody in my head, this tune in my head. You know, I listened to—I um, uh, forget who it even was now—and but on the Howard Stern show, and they were talking about. <clears throat> Different sounds, even in um, the world, you know. It was I know who it was it was Mark uh, Ronson, uh, the oh. a Lot of Bruno Mars stuff, okay. and talking about some of the beats and and things he's created. He goes, "I can hear a car horn honk with you know this melody I got," and he's like, "That's now I've got it. I know where I'm going with it." So it's amazing to me to see guys like you that have that um, ability right. because I don't. <laughs> I, I just truly. <laughs> I, I i could sit here for days on end and never come up with a melody or a song
2: yeah it's it's a struggle it's not one of my strong suits probably i need more practice at it really well I mean, that's what i
1: was gonna ask i mean i i would say i mean you probably get better maybe the more you do i mean you know you just kind of that flow comes and then it i mean yeah, i like don't know
2: I've, I've written more than i even said a second ago but i don't even count those first ones because they're so horrible to me <laughs> I, I the the longer I've done it, the better they've mm-hmm. gotten. I think if I would just try to do, you know, if I try to write a song a week or something, you, it would have to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you work a yeah. full time job yeah. and you have other things going on, and you know, especially now, you try to prepare for a gig on the weekend. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys that are doing this that are big time, you know, they're riding on a bus for mm-hmm. hours, hours on end. Yeah. And then they're waiting two or so three that, hours before a show, and yeah
1: well and they're riding on a bus with some of their other you know guys in their band you know to where it's like they can all kind of bounce ideas or like you said i mean help each other out with some of it too that's what's
2: frustrating to me like i i know i could collaborate but i don't know enough people that are really into songwriting i've got plenty of material just from life that's happened to me but i can't put it all into song yet right Right. it'll happen yeah but i've tried multiple times to write one I lost uh, my younger brother probably, s- I think it's seven years ago now. Has it been that long? Wow. And I yeah. have tried two and three times to write a song yeah. for him and I can't get one I like. Yeah. Someday and, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think those, you know, those songs
0: are, I'm assuming, are probably the toughest to write, but also yeah. when you get it, it's probably going to be one of your best that you'll write. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what i figure too like blake shelton he he's not even much of a songwriter but that one he did with miranda lambert that mm-hmm. over you about his brother yeah i mean yeah. i was like 20 some years or so after his brother's right. accident and i'm thinking well maybe someday yeah I'll, I'll get it but yeah
0: i do want to give a shout out here hopefully he's still on as uh cody eichard uh, logged in here and uh you know cody eichard and the sidewinders and um uh, you know shout out to him i appreciate you always listening brother and uh uh for anybody watching uh, cody's gonna be back on here and uh probably the next month or so we're gonna get something worked out to get him back on so shout out to him talking a little music but uh justin you want to go ahead and kind of break this up here and play one here and then uh sure. we can come back and uh talk a little bit more
2: yeah i tuned a second ago but i forgot this uh first one i'm gonna do i needed to tune a string down so bear you're fine we get to hear the process <laughs> <laughs> And I'm weird. I use... You know what harmonics are? A little bit. Like, there's that, and then... I don't know, it seems to be more accurate. So, usually when I tune, people are looking at me like... Like a dog would, you know, if you heard a funny noise. All right, uh, this one I'm going to do... I've been doing every show since I released it, really. I mean, I don't have a record or anything, but... I've released it out to the public to be able to hear it. And uh, my cousin is a truck driver, and I wrote this. It was really what inspired it was he posts a lot to Facebook when he's trucking about yeah. things that are going on on the road. And I thought, yeah, we need another trucker anthem. So I love it. I called, uh, <laughs> I called this Rolling Down the Road. 30 in the morning and I'm rolling down southbound 65 1500 miles and bloodshot eyes and a couple hot cups of coffee by my side Sometimes I get to wishing I didn't do this for a living but a who I am and I damn sure love the ride It takes a man with some patience and a famous reputation For running long and hard both day and night You gotta be tough and a little rough And it's a damn good thing to be proud of It's in my heart and my soul So I'll keep this big rig rolling down the road Don't ever get a good night's rest Ain't got a whole lot of time to waste Gotta get this load to Tucson And be back home by sundown on Friday Still many miles to go Gotta keep those bears off my back door Eighteen wheels rolling with my boot mashed to the floor Cause it takes a man with some patience and a famous reputation For running long and hard both day and night You gotta be tough and a little rough And it's a damn good thing to be proud of It's in my heart and my soul I'll keep this big rig rolling down the road It takes a man with some patience and a famous reputation For running long and hard both day and night You gotta be tough and a little rough And it's a damn good thing to be proud of It's in my heart and my soul So I'll keep this big rig rolling down the road Keep big rig rolling down the road.
0: That was awesome.
1: That was good. I like, like it. it.
0: That was awesome. And it, I think the cool thing is and to touch on, you know, what you just said with writing about things that your life. And and that's, you know, with Colt on here and Forrest and all these guys. What I love about it is I, when I listen to today's country music, and that's a whole nother show. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and but when I listen to today's country music, that's what's missing. And there's, I mean, because let's be honest, today's country music is more pop than it really is country. But when you go back to some of those songs in the '90s, and when you go back mm-hmm. even farther in in mm-hmm. rock music and country music, those were those were their anthems. I mean, when you talk about Skinner, man, that they were singing about. Oh, yeah the southern man's plight and you know what they were going through and that's what i love about hearing you play that is that's a song that you have a connection to you know you talk about your cousin and and right. you know that that trucker mentality so that was awesome thank you
1: how long ago has have you written that um
2: let's see probably a couple months now okay maybe
1: so i mean that's that's a fairly recent one then
2: yeah and i mean i would say you know what i do when i now with the band i i don't have fancy recording stuff right you guys have iphones or yeah they have the garage band app oh yeah and i will sit and i'll play you know every part of it and put it in a rough recording and the vocals sound horrible going through an iphone but it's enough to you know take the practice say hey guys this, this is, is what i'm looking for and oh, cool. the finished product ends up sounding a lot like what i had in mind so it's it's been cool getting to do that and I've done that with probably everyone I've done but they're going well or it's doing well live out of places we've been playing people especially've had a lot of truckers come just to hear that one
0: <laughs> yeah but, and I know there's obviously a you know there's a cost to everything in life um oh yeah have you looked into you know maybe doing some recording of some of these songs and getting them out
2: I would like to um I'd like to have more originals to put on it that i feel truly right, you know, right. solid to about. be able to put because mm-hmm. i you know i've watched other interviews with like colt and forrest and you know they talk about you get maybe half a song wrote yeah and you can't ever finish it yeah i've got a bunch like that too yeah. i think that's just something every songwriter probably yeah i'm has. sure that's mm-hmm. true yeah and then you, you may get one finished but it might not be exactly what you want and come back to it a year later or so so i've got some that i could mess with but I'd like to see if I could get maybe a few more new ones done and do like, I don't know, five, six song EP just yeah. to start yeah. and then maybe work toward getting a bigger project put together. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I love it. So let's let's transition here. You kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but who are those big influences for you? When, you, when you're when you writing a song, who are those big musical influences that come back in for you?
2: Um, I'd say Waylon Jennings probably to start. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, he, he was very good at playing guitar, especially for the time or the era that he was playing in. And it was cool that, you know, he played a little bit of lead-in, sang to, and wrote songs. And so that's somebody I really would connect with. And that's Vers-
0: a that's a great point, because even though I do love old-school country, when you go back and look at some of the, the guitar in that, it's it's not real complicated. Waylon was really the one that kind of pushed that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he was
2: like bit. a pioneer of that, you know, adding a little bit of mm-hmm. grunge to the country and i'm sure people some people probably hated him that were right. you know big i don't know george jones hank williams fans especially yes but which, and, which is uh, funny
0: because when you look at hank williams senior versus hank williams junior there's not, that transition right there man, man. <laughs> junior junior had that that edge to him the whole time so
2: yeah, yeah probably waylon i like cash i don't th- i mean a lot of people like cash it's hard to yeah. go wrong with his sound it's just yeah. cool nobody's ever I, to me, nobody's ever come close to duplicating his voice and the way his band meshed together, and and the way know. he
0: changed over. I mean that, and I know some people don't like it, but that Rick Rubin album, you know, before his death, when when he, if you'd have told me he's one of the the Mount Rushmore of classic country, he still sounded great, but yeah. he he transformed so many times and could do so much stuff. He just he's mind blowing so all right so we got cash we got waylon
2: well one of my all-time favorites and he's still out there i mean cody jinx he's probably top two probably i'm a huge jinx fan Hmm. you know and that is
0: the cool thing we've talked a little bit with cold and with forrest and um cody eichard when he was on and you guys that's the one thing I, i pick on today's country music a lot and and it i think it's fair but there is really, really good classic country music, and you know that has the spirit of our times in it. When you talk yeah. about Cody Jinks, when you talk about, um, you know, uh, Sturgill Simpson. Um, who else am Whitey I thinking? Morgan. Whitey Morgan in the '78s. Um, Tyler Childers. I mean, there are yeah. some great groups out there. Uh, to go find it, you just have to go find it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you just can't get it on the radio, or no. at least not around here. I've yeah. heard some people say, you know, that Cody Jinks has a big, I mean, a fan club called the Flockers, and on there, there's people talk about him being on the radio in Texas, but we just don't have that around here. And you know, you're used to this Florida Georgia line, yeah, pop country stuff going on. And I only listen to the radio when there's no other option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I do,
0: too, and I'll be the first. And, and Brandon Allman just said Jamie Johnson. I agree with that yes. one, too. Jamie, yeah. I, I, that's one I left off. Uh, Jamie Johnson, for sure. Um, you know, it, I don't listen to the radio very often, either. And, and I'll be the first to admit, there's some, you know, there's some pop country songs that, that I think have a catchy beat that that I'm okay with because that's what they're made to do. There's some pop songs that I, I like. Uh, mm-hmm. but. but overall it just it's so saturated it is so it, it cracks me up because i laugh today about pop country it's everything because i grew up a hip-hop fan too it's everything my mom used to make fun of of rap music about they talk about the same things all the time it's the same yeah. three things and i listened to country today and i'm like that's all they talk about too it oh, is yeah. the same yeah. three things it's a formula uh, that they plug in things just to make music it is not that heartfelt thing that, well, that we see.
1: well i mean like in I mean, you don't hear like like you made this trucker anthem. I mean, like you don't hear stuff like that on the radio today. No. I mean, like, I mean, unless you're talking about, you know, some of the artists like that you guys have talked about, Tyler Childers and those kind of things. I mean, you don't hear a lot of that because it's not one of those like two or three things that you hear on the radio.
0: No, when you listen to Tyler Childers sing a song like, like Cole, that, that he's talking yeah. about his father yeah. and what he did in West Virginia, that's got a whole different feel than a florida georgia line song that we just pulled out together and we're gonna we're gonna list the major and major things that people think are country um mm-hmm. and, and the funny right. thing too about that is it, that cracks me up a lot of their songs don't even make sense they just throw things in there to oh, make yeah. them rhyme <laughs>
2: that's something that gets it out quick you know so they can get a little more money in uh it, to me so they it's can put it. Pop. They can put it
1: on that album to get it out. You know, again, oh, yeah. so they can. I mean, like they they just want to turn quickly.
2: You know, it's like it's pop country, but it's pop, but it's bad pop. It, it's it, not yeah. even good pop. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And you know, it's one thing that really hit me one time: Jason Aldean's drummer, Rich Redman, fascinating drummer. They put those stupid snap tracks or whatever they are behind it and i'm like why would you want to do that it takes away from your talent yeah right you're cutting out part of your job i mean if if that's the case we'll just listen to some automated drum track yeah all the time and be done with it well
0: and it amazes me with set it up with some of these guys that you know some of these pop country guys their bands are extremely talented when they go play live But when they're in the studio, they use these sampled tracks to go play. I'm like, go take your whole band in the studio, and and do it that way. That that you've got a sound there. And 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 even in the pop, there are some. Eric Church, I think, still does it the right way. Um, Yeah, he just went
2: weird almost, but it's not pop. (laughs) He he he's got. I think he's always just looking to push it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think you. He's like he's kind of like an outlaw guy. Yeah,
0: he he's he's kind of that guy that I think. Did what he had to do to get to the the radio, and I think he's got it now. And he is kind of, I think he, I think he's one that kind of going back to cash. I'm going to see how far I can push it because yeah. when are you going to tell me I'm I'm yeah, done? Uh,
2: you know, every every album he releases, I think it can't get any weirder than this last one. And then he sure, sure enough, he does it. And you know, listening to him on. I, I usually use Spotify. Oh, yeah. But just listening to him in the car, I don't really care for him. But when I see videos of him doing those new songs live. he does yeah. live, they do seem to be energetic. And, you know, it's good for the entertainment aspect for sure.
0: I do want to say, um, first of all, Desiree Steinkamp said she introduced her students to Coulter Wall on Friday, and they were blo- mind blown by how different that country sounded than what they heard on the radio. Also, Brandon Allman said a huge shout out to you, Justin, for coming in to talk to the middle school um, FCA and play a few songs for them. The kids really appreciated it and loved you. And then, yeah, that was fun. Cool. Matt Lamar said, "Country needs more outlaws, not people playing only what producers wanting them to play." And I, I agree Amen. with that a hundred percent. And and you know it was funny. I was watching the the Bristol NASCAR race and today, and they talked about Bristol, Tennessee, being the home of truly country music because it's where. The, the recording started there. But, you know, we talk about Nashville, but Bristol was really where yeah. it started. And you think about where Bristol's located. You got West Virginia. You've got North yeah. B- you got a lot of those, you know, outlaw type people that are coming together there. And that's really what you are missing is guys that, you know, weren't in it for a dollar. They were in it to you know to to survive, but not to make multi millions of dollars. Right. they
2: doing it because they love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah
0: absolutely and that's what you know that's why for me i love having you guys in here and getting to go watch you guys play because you guys are doing it because you love it and it's and it's something that you're passionate about it's not oh my gosh i gotta go to topeka kansas this weekend to play a show that i don't even remember what town i'm in when i when i get on stage you know it is a passion for you i mean i i i love you before we came on talking about some of the the locations you played in and man we really like this one and this yeah. is so much fun and, you know to see local live music is pretty special
2: it is and it, it does need support you know we're all oh, trying yeah. out, we're all just out there trying to have a good time yeah and, you never know. The sky's the limit with music. I mean, yeah, a lot of people may like it. And it takes that support at the local level to get you to the next one. Oh, level. yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And the, and there's good and bad. We've talked about on some of the other ones, you know, with, with technology today. It gives you guys an outlet to be seen more. I yeah. mean, you know, 50, 60 years ago, we wouldn't even be able to do this. We'd be at the mercy of, you know, the radio stations. Yeah. And, and there was corruption back then, too. You had to slip oh, the money yeah. to the DJ to make sure you got your stuff played. And so there is ability to get yourself out there more often um, through social media. But on the flip side, on the other hand, it's also encouraged a lot of people who shouldn't be putting out stuff to put stuff out. So, oh, yeah. you, again, it's out there. Good music's out there. You just have to, to wade through a little bit to yeah, find and it's it.
2: Usually those guys that are out, they're more worried about touring and getting their music out there the yeah. hard way, doing the hard work. That That's where you're going to find the best quality music to me.
0: And and I'll say kind of to back you up on what you just said, if if you're not out going to local live music, you really are missing out. And and I know that sometimes I hear people say, I don't like the bar scene. I don't like this. I don't like that. You don't have to go in, you know. To drink, I mean, you can go in and and I'm going to tell you right now, you know, the thirsty sportsman's right down here. We eat the food all the time. The food oh, yeah. is tremendous oh, down good. there.
1: Yeah,
0: go in and have dinner and and listen to some of the live music. Um, you know, it's something my wife and I have always liked doing since we've been together, and it's yeah. It, this area has a ton of live music options. And, oh yeah, uh, very yeah. excited. I just saw uh, in the newspaper this week that Brown County, the the Little National Opry House, yeah. is going to be reopened by wintertime. So yeah, that's a, that. that's cool. That's a huge, uh, you know, plus that's coming back. So, yeah. but, but get out and see these guys that, you know, you just can't imagine how much fun it is to watch, you know, these local live acts and what they're doing because the talent is unreal in this area.
2: Oh, there is, there's a lot out there and a lot of people dying for a crowd to be able to play to. Absolutely. Yeah. It does make a difference when you're yeah. playing to nobody. It, it talk about that a little bit because
0: i would think that has got to be you know um extremely tough when you've got a crowd that's either disinterested or just there's not anybody there
2: yeah yeah we see we see that i mean i try to incorporate in you know when you got to play four hours you got to do a bunch of covers so i tried to pick ones that would get people up dancing and really engaging with me and the band on stage and there's usually a good decent amount of people that'll dance and stuff and have a really good time there's also people that would be like i would if i was going to listen to somebody i'd just sit there and listen
0: yeah that's that's me i'm I'm gonna pull up a chair in the back in the corner where i've got a good view of the band and i'm gonna watch and i'm probably singing
2: along at the table but and i see people you know doing that or they're just sitting there they're having a drink they're bobbing their head oh yeah yeah. that means a lot i
1: was gonna say i think that i mean like obviously i'm never on stage but i think that would be yeah, I mean, at yeah. least you you know they're they're listening and they seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, if they I, mean, I mean, I mean that is
2: they have an appreciation for what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm gonna assume that I probably know this answer, but from what you've done in the past with all the stuff you played at church and Mr. BCHS and the band, was there any learning curve to interacting with the crowd there? I mean, because as the front man, you gotta kind of be able to. You know, talk to them and and get them going and things like that.
2: Yeah, well, the you know, I heard, I heard Colt talking about on his when he was in here talking about he has trouble talking while he's on stage, and I've never had that issue. I've always liked public speaking and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. and I'm a I'm also an auctioneer. Yeah, and you know we have to get up and you know talk about certain things, and I've I've never been embarrassed to speak in front of people. So you know I'll get up and I'll crack jokes in between yeah. songs or something or. You know, I'll introduce somebody or a, a song dedicated to somebody or something like that yeah you know while we're playing if i got time i mean playing lead guitar and singing you don't have a lot of time <laughs> to think about something yeah. you're gonna do but if it does hit me in the middle of a song i'll you know try to do something to engage the crowd a little bit
0: but yeah and i would think the auctioneering part you know i know some people probably think the actual calling of the auction but I've been to a lot of auctions and the best thing the best auctioneers what they do is they make you want that box of crap yeah. that you didn't think you yeah. wanted because they sell it to you or they combine it. So the the ability yeah. to talk up the item is yeah. is a huge thing yeah. at an auction to try oh, and yeah. get and that just going.
2: Give them that look like, come on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you you want to be it. The the Tom Day that I worked for, his something he always says is just money. You'll make more. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Can't take it with you. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's and that's
0: which we've talked on this show before. I have a bad habit at live auctions of buying things I, I don't need or spending too much money. But that's where I get in trouble is I never look at the total price. Yeah. When I'm in the competition, I'm way too competitive for live auctions. It's always just. Uh, it's only ten more bucks.
2: Yeah, I'm not looking at oh, to that it,
0: total. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it sounds good when you're bidding on one item that's cheap, but after you've already spent three hundred, I know. Like, that's the thing he
1: hasn't figured out. <laughs> when you do that times about seven items. <laughs> no, if
2: you're if you're clerking yourself as you're buying and writing down everything, it might make a difference. But you yeah, got, you ain't got time for that because you know yeah. we're trying to move through no my, items.
0: My clerk is usually over here, yeah. and that's when I'm done. And she looks at me and she says, "You know how much money you spent." <laughs> yeah. Not sure.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's
0: like, I got to go settle the bill. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well. I'm the one that pays. <laughs> it was only ten more bucks. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't lose. I oh, yeah, had to go get a it. Deal, I couldn't <laughs> pass it. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, his his issue is the competitive part. Like he just doesn't want to lose, kind of thing. It's like well, it's only $10 more, dollars, and then I'll win. <laughs> I think that's part of it.
0: Well, it is, because it is a competition for me. I want to win. I... <laughs>
1: Which I'm sure, as an auctioneer, you're totally good with that, because if you get two people like oh, that, yeah. then it can really <laughs> go higher than expected.
2: As you, yeah, as long as you don't be ghost-bidding or something, you know. Take oh, a, yeah. Taking imaginary bids on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> another way to get them fired up. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh,
0: we're at about 46 minutes in here. You want to play another one?
2: Sure. I uh, I can do... I had a cover prepared. Have you, have you heard Leroy Van Dyke's song called The Auctioneer?
0: I have, but I'd love to hear you play it.
2: Well, I was going to say I could do that, or I could do another original, but...
0: Why don't you do that one, and then we'll come back and let you finish up with another original.
2: All right, that'll work. See, this one, this was... This song is the actual reason I even got into Auctioneer, because my mom said... My papaw used to sing this to them when they were kids in the car and they just thought it was cool and I thought, I think I'll try to learn that and maybe do it for papaw sometime. Well, when I got into doing it, I was like, hey, I think I could do this. Really? i this. So, then I went to auction school and that's it. That's, that's how it happened. <laughs> that's cool. All, that's awesome. All thanks to Leroy Van Dyke. <laughs> now, as long as uh, my lips are loosened up enough for this, we'll see. Oh, good grief you think I'd done this before. <laughs> I tuned it down. I didn't tune it back up. That's all right. That, that's typical live show. Something goes. go. That <laughs> that's all right. You didn't plan on. There we go. Hey, well, all right, sir. Over again, a little man welcome. Here we come. a lot of number 29 Here, What are you going to give one? Um? I got $600 now. 100 dollars now. twenty dollars $20, $20, $20 now, $20, $20, $20 now. Twenty dollars now. dollars now. dollars now. There was a boy in Arkansas who wouldn't listen to his ma when she told him he should go to school. He'd sneak away in the afternoon, take a little walk, then pretty soon you'd find him at the local auction barn. He'd stand and listen carefully, then pretty soon he began to see how the auctioneer could talk so rapidly. He said, oh my, it's do or die. I've got to learn that auction cry. Gotta make my mark and be an auctioneer. $25 bid and now the $30. 30 What'd you give me? $30. Make it $30. Bit of an a $30. dollars would you give me? $30? Who would bid a $30 bid? $30 bid and now the $35. dollars would you give me? $35. dollars i make it a $35. dollars a double to $35. Who would have bid it at a $35 bid? As time went on he did his best and all could see he did not just, he practiced calling bids both night and day. His pap would find him behind the barn just working up and off the storm as he tried to imitate the auctioneer. Then his pap said, son, we just can't stand to have a mediocre man selling things at auction using our good name." I'll send you off to auction school, then you'll be nobody's fool. You can take your place among the best. $35 bid another $40, $40, would you give me 40 make it a forty bit of another $40, would you give me $40? Who the bit a $40 bid? $40 bid and another the forty-five, would you give me? $45, And make it a forty-five, a bit of a 45. Who would bid it at a forty-five, a would a bit a forty-five dollar bill. So from that boy who went to school There grew a man who played it cool And came back home a full-fledged auctioneer And the people came from miles around Just to hear him make that rhythmic sound That filled their hearts with such a happy cheer His fame spread out from shore to shore He had all he could do and more Had to buy a plane to get around Now he's the top in all the land Let's pause and give that man a hand He's the best of all the auctioneers $45 bin an hour $50 50 will you give me 50 Make a 50 bit of an on a $50 would you give me 50 Who the bit bid a $50 bid? $50 bid an hour $55 Will you give me $55 I'll make it a $55 I'll bid it a $55 I sold that hog for a $50 bill Hey, well, all right, sir. Open the gate, a little man and a welcome, boys. Here we come, a lot of number twenty-nine. In what are you gonna give for? I got a six hundred dollar down, ten and now, dollars twenty, twenty dollars twenty nine, five, number twenty five, number twenty, 20, 20, 20, 20 five, number 30, 20, 20, 35 nine, five, number thirty five, number thirty five, thirty five, number now fine. That was awesome.
1: That was really good. <laughs>
2: That's one you don't hear covered a lot.
1: No. Yeah. No,
0: you gotta have a unique talent to be. <laughs> Be able to go and cover that one uh and i just think that's so cool that honestly that's why you went to auctioneer I school i know i like yeah. it <laughs> so, music
2: music again it's, it's yeah, the center of go. everything i do there you that go is, that is amazing did you play that in auctioneer school for him i did that's did awesome you? That he said awesome. i was the first student to ever do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. i, I love that's it cool. true. <laughs> and you know we actually did it let's see where was we at salt creek brewery oh i love that and, place and uh <laughs> my acoustic player's dad who's been a big supporter of mine through the years he requested that I do that sometime and I did it there and ever since then people have been eating that up they just think it's cool and you know I just let the band play it I don't even play it I just sit there and hold my guitar and I, you know I'll act like I'm Calling out bids, taking some bids while we're doing the song. And. Well, again, I think
0: it's it's kind of what we talked about. It's unique. It's something you don't hear covered, and and obviously, yeah. and um, you know, it's something that is just totally unique to what you can do. That's that was pretty
2: awesome. That is you know, what's good. different, you know? Even Leroy Van Dyke did. He had his own auction chant, and so I had to kind of work in using my own chant to make it work, and that that took a little time. But
1: I wondered, like, if you were incorporated, like your. Auctioneer chant, or you know, like the way that you say it,
2: yeah, because it'll like mimic somebody with an auction chant, yeah. It just, I don't think, I don't even know if you can do it, yeah. Well, and
0: I think even if you tried, it would probably throw you off in your actual day job, yeah. Yeah. Whatever
2: feels natural, yeah, I agree with that. Just
0: make it work. That's awesome,
1: that's so cool.
0: (laughs) Well, before we uh, we play, have you play one last one, um, I do want to give you a chance to kind of tell people where you're going to be at, what's upcoming, um. Where can people find your information? I know you got a Facebook page;
2: those kind of things. Yeah, we do. Uh, if you go to Facebook, it's my name. My first name spelled different. It's Justin, but it's J U S T Y N Underwood and the Sodbusters. Busters. Uh, you can go to that. I've got everything posted except for one I just booked last night, which was another date at the Thirsty Sportsman in October. Cool. But uh, this weekend, I'm doing an acoustic show at the Bluebird in Bologna. Uh-huh. and Saturday night we're playing for the first time at Hardy's in Scottsburg, Hardy's Cafe. Oh. They have
0: been really pushing some uh, some live music on Saturday night. Yeah, I've so. seen
2: uh, Ray Bowling with um, the Hickbillies. I've seen his posts, because he makes ads similar to me, and I've seen Hardy's on there a few times, so I thought, hey must be a pretty cool place seems like yeah. they've got music in there i think maybe rusty bladen might have been there before yeah okay some of
0: the i mean some of the bigger name local guys i've seen yeah. playing down there and i i thought we've i've never been down there but that may be a place we I have think to they hit up
2: us, they booked us this saturday and then they booked us once in like december so we got a big gap there but when the time frame that i hit trying to really do this there was a lot of places already booked up and I'm thinking next year, hopefully, we'll be even busier than we have been. We've been fortunate so far. We've had a lot of dates booked. But you're, you're, pre- I mean, you're pretty much somewhere every weekend. Uh, we have been. Now this month we do have. I had this weekend off because of bachelor party, and then this we got to play this weekend. The next weekend we're off because of the wedding, <laughs> and then we're back to playing that next Saturday night, the 27th, at the Seymour VFW, and then I think we're booked every saturday but one the next month very cool so it's it's coming along it just takes time now i got, get your name out
0: i gotta ask this too where did you come up with the sidebusters busters
2: man i looked and looked trying to see something that would spark a name we started it out just the justin underwood band and i thought man that's been used you know this so-and-so's band uh, i think clayton anderson used that for a while so yeah it was the clayton anderson band uh I'm trying to think of another one. But that I thought, man, it just don't sound – it doesn't have a ring to it. And I got – I actually got on like a thesaurus and y'all you know things. I've, I love the Old West. I love Old West. Oh, yeah. I love going out West. I just got back from a 10-day trip. I was going to say, I followed West. you on
0: Facebook, and you had yeah. you had a good time, man. You oh, were in man. some great spots. We've
2: seen some awesome stuff. So I, I, I wanted something with that, you know, because it's country music. Absolutely. And it's that kind of outlaw-type country music. And I just – I looked through a bunch of words that were – you know centered around the west and i seen sod busters and i thought nah it's all right and then i'd let it go for a few, couple months and then i came back to it and thought i think i can make that work so we've done it and it, i kind of like it now well, but- I,
0: I i agree with you and i i would be the first to say i i do think that you know, if it would have just been the Justin Underwood band, I don't know that it would have caught my attention yeah. as much as when I see Justin Underwood and the Sidebusters. You know, it's it's like I, Cody Eichert, same way. Cody Eichert and the Sidewinders. It yeah. immediately... Yeah,
2: Sidewinder, it, that's a good one, too. It yeah. takes
0: me back to kind of that old school country. I mean, the, yeah. you know, that front man and the, this this group, so...
2: I think Cody Jenks had the best name for a band. It was the Tone Deaf Hippies. <laughs> I thought, man, that was good, but you, I can't copy it. Yeah, so. I, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: i love the group sounds of summer they were on when they were talking to a couple of the members that had a high school band and it was uh knackle n-a-c-l and they said they did it because of the periodic table of elements they said oh, we called ourselves knackle but we really should have just call ourselves table salt it would have been a lot cooler being the band table salt than we were knackle so oh i gosh. thought you guys way overthought that one man you
2: yeah <laughs> you it's, it's amazing what some people come up with <laughs>
0: oh absolutely so guys i just want to say um you know again we're gonna let uh, justin play us one more and play us out of here but if you are um you know again look up where justin's gonna be go support these guys um we definitely um here is uh the the school year winds down i know one of my plans is to get out and uh do help do some promotion of some of these live shows for these guys through our channels but uh for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. And uh, Justin, I just want to say before you play us out here that uh, I truly appreciate you taking the time out tonight to come out, man. And uh, uh you're extremely talented and we'll be uh we'll be pushing you and supporting you, man.
2: Hey, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that and appreciate you know having me out. And, and you, Forrest for recommending me.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and you are uh you're, this was fun. you're yeah. welcome back anytime. And one thing we've talked about, and we haven't made it happen yet, but I would love to do an episode and get like you and Forrest and Colt and Cody and all of you in here and, and really talk some some music and That'd and cool. and see what we yeah, can do yeah. and uh uh kind of hang out. So so I'm gonna turn it over to you, brother, and you play us out and let us know what you're gonna play us.
2: Uh, this was kind of the first one I really did since uh, the band's been started, but uh, it's just kind of a fun tune. I got a lot of cool I don't know country lead parts in it, so this is gonna sound pretty dry compared to the Live version gotcha. with the full band. But this is called Honky Tonkin' Guitar Man. It started way back when I was just a little boy. Back before I knew about scales and chords. I knew what I wanted to be someday. And no matter what, I'd find a way to get me a guitar. And I'd learn to play. Well, my dream came true when my birthday rolled around. I started right then, trying to make those conscious sounds. I learned songs by Waylon and Hank Pretty soon I became A little guitar man With an old school country twang Now I'm in high demand With a six string in my hands Either by myself Or with a four piece band Always leave on wanting more. It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. Yeah, life is good for a honky-tonk and guitar man. There's a lot of folks I don't know that have heard my name And they come from miles around just to see me play I'm getting girls that or out of my league It's damn sure plain to see They all love a country guitar picker like me Now I'm in high demand With a six-string in my hands Either by myself Or with my four-piece band I always leave them wanting more It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. Yeah, life is good for a honky tonk and guitar man. Yeah, life is good for a honky tonk and guitar man.
0: That was awesome. My favorite line is.
2: I'm getting girls that are out of my league. If you notice my smirk, that is completely false, <laughs> but it is the, I don't know, the impression you get, play guitar, you'll get girls. I love it. I kind of, I've always been a fan of like Jerry Reed, and you know, he was kind of goofy with his music, so oh, yeah. I thought, hey, I'll do one like that. I That's love it. Cool. Again,
0: man, thank you so much for being on, and uh, wish you the best of luck. We'll be out to see you, and uh, when we come out, we'll push you guys, and We'll keep pushing uh, all your posts uh, to all of our fans. So thanks to everybody who listened um, and, and joined us tonight. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to you, man.
2: Yeah, Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Hope to see you at the show sometime. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.